Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's guest has a little bit of So You Think, a splash of um, America's Best Dance Crew, and of course, a whole lot of World of Dance. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into another edition of To The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Popcorn Talk and Dance Network. We are so excited to have Season 12 runner-up and one of my personal favorites. If you guys watched my old After Buzz show, you know that I was talking all about this girl over and over and over and over. <laughs> and she's here in studio today. It is Yaya Vankova. Thank you for joining us. How did Hello. I do on your last name? Very, very good. Yes. It you guys, we all pronounce good. it Vankova, and it's not. It's Vankova. Okay, nice. <laughs> hello, hello. I was trying it. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited that you are here because um, I think for a lot of So You Think fans, we were so rooting for you in season 11. We wanted you on the show when we saw that you mm-hmm. came back for season 12. Mm-hmm. That was kind of really, really exciting mm-hmm. for a lot of us. I know yes. I was one of them that was like, yes. So, um, but we're going to go all the way back because I think that your story is so interesting. Um, and it really was someone just meeting Philip Shabib, like really kind of changed the Mm -hmm. whole course of your career. But you got started well before Philip um, (laughs) in the Czech Republic. And how old were you when you started dancing? So I officially started dancing when I was 10 years old, but I was kind of dancing, you know, at home and with my sister and with my family, like back, back when I was growing up, because my sister, she's not a dancer, but she used to dance back when she was in school. So she used to make like little school performances for like uh, school events and uh, I was always watching her routines and I was coming to her rehearsals and I was like wow this is something I really want to do and so she used to teach me her routines like at home in the living room and then I would like bring my whole family sit them down on the couch and I would be like okay now watch me dance I got a show happening <laughs> I get it, yeah. shows at 5 o'clock yeah, sit so, on the yeah, couch so I was like kind of like a show off like I would always sit them down <laughs> or, even like when my family would have gathering on the garden so I would be like okay guys like I would put like a full-on costume on and I would come <laughs> to the garden and bring the stereo and be like okay now the show is happening like I'm performing for you right now <laughs> I love that did you make tickets did they have to have tickets no, for the actually, show? no you didn't no, go no, that no, far no, I didn't go that far yet. so I kind of like had love for it anytime I would hear like I used to love Shakira and Madonna like those oh, were my two top are you ones. kidding me <laughs> <laughs> that I would be dancing to did you have a particular like Shakira song or Madonna song that you like over and over and over you knew okay so it was what is it called American Idol from Madonna is it something I'm not, not American Idol American Life something American it's American probably do, 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 wait this is helping do, us too do 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 it's from Madonna, do, do, yeah. Do, we know do. that one. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really famous one. And then Shakira would be the whenever, whenever. Oh, that's then, great. Then, then, yeah, that so one. you weren't necessarily popping and locking that Oh, early. no, I was not. <laughs> definitely I was not popping and locking in that area. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then it would be also uh, Missy Elliott, uh, the I'm Really Hot music video. I love Missy. Where, uh, there would be the clown dancing. At the time, I didn't know what was it called. I didn't know that it was clown dancing with the paint. 
pain on the face. Yeah. So I would be watching that every day, and I would be like, "Wow, this is like so like something I want to do." So but anytime I would be like by myself, I would be like trying it out at home in front of the computer. Yeah. So that was like my beginnings where I already had like love for dance before I even knew what is it or what am I doing and like I would be like making up my own routines and I would like bring my cousin and make her dance as well and like then like officially I started to dance in a little dance group uh, when I was 10 years old in my town Česká Kamenice. It's a really small town like 5,000 people. How, where is it um, from say Prague? Uh, it's two hours, about two hours away from Prague North. Okay. Yeah, so like by the German, by Germany. Okay. Um, really small town. So the dance crew, it was called Titians at the time. So the, it was really small dance crew. We only had like 15 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, before, it was actually funny because before I joined this dance crew, my friend that I was going to school with, she taught me all the dance routines that they were doing in this dance crew. She taught me in school. So she taught me the dance routines. And then when I joined the crew, I just came in. And, uh, like I got this. Yeah, and no I worries. like busted out all the dance routines, <laughs> and the dance teacher was like, "Who is this?" You know, I was, I was like, "Show off again." You're like, you know? "I'm Yaya. Yeah, yeah, come like, on, I know everything. <laughs> I got this." <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. No, I love. I was reading somewhere online that you guys did Check's Got Talent. I yes, love that this so show is literally mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere mm-hmm. across the world. Yes, it's still going on there right now. I did Check Got Talent with my other crew that I joined later out of bounds and we got all the way into the semifinals but again like the talent out there like it's such a small country that it's not as huge as in america but it was fun it was fun experience um i wouldn't mind maybe doing it again as a solo just because the opportunity is there and and uh, i never actually i i pursue the dance career in the czech republic a little bit but uh, I left the dance scene really early, so maybe like I would love to revisit uh, the dance scene out there as well. I think it would be a good idea. Well, that's kind of interesting too because you've been such a, such a success here in the U.S. And I know I've seen you traveling globally. Yeah. We were just talking about you were like, "I'm going to stay put for a little while. Yeah. I'm tired." <laughs> um, but I would think that they would love to see you back and you know performing and teaching and and everything else and and probably even doing one of their shows mm-hmm. because I've got to imagine that people know who you are there as well. I mean, you've been such a mm-hmm. success here in the states. Yeah. So yeah, uh, back in the day when I was there, I used to do like uh, national championships with my crew. Uh, I used to do TV shows with my crew as well. And um, I did this uh, uh, big TV show out there. It was called Dancer of the Year at the time. It does not exist anymore, unfortunately. But it was a legit underground battle. And they managed it to put it on TV in the main time. And it actually got pretty popular out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had legit judges like uh, from the underground scene. It was really, really cool. Uh, we actually had judges from America as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I won this battle out there. So that was like the main um, main thing I kind of got known under in the Czech Republic. But again, like I left Czech Republic when I was 18. So like I didn't kind of have time to really pursue the dance scene out there. As an adult, yeah. yeah. They knew you yeah, kind yeah. of like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the kid dancer, yeah. teen dancer, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's interesting. Um 
I, I kind of want to ask, like, did you have any formal training or are you just kind of working with the crew? Did you step into like a ballet or a contemporary class or anything at that point? Uh, I don't have a formal training. I tried. I tried really hard. <laughs> but... You know what? You're pretty darn good. <laughs> but uh, there was like... Um... Uh, one time, I think it, I was like uh, 13 or 14 when I went to a modern and jazz camp for one week. <laughs> How was that? Uh, <laughs> and I, I um, managed to stay there for four days and then I called my parents to come pick me up. <laughs> I can't make it the final three days, mom. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't make it, yeah. So, I mean, um, I don't know what is it. Uh, I, I actually found like a love for contemporary when I was on uh, So You Think and Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, before the show, like I, I took a couple of ballet classes. I took a couple of contemporary classes, jazz classes, but I never were formally trained. Yeah, That's incredible. I mean, when I watch your work, and, and I'm just going to gush for a moment, but just let me <laughs> listen. But uh, no, but your, your work is so precise. It's very clean. It, in my mind, it comes from someone that has had what I would say is like, oh, that that classical traditional training mm-hmm. um, because you have really beautiful lines. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you were on So You Think, like you knew how to point your toe. And mm-hmm. sometimes things that, that people that have different types of training sometimes forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's great to see that. And mm-hmm. obviously it's a natural talent. So you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm someone that like when I was taking class, like I had to I loved it so much, but I had to mm-hmm. work really, really mm-hmm. hard at just getting the basics mm-hmm. down so yeah i think um my specialty in dance is not a certain style but is control so i i'm a i'm a technique freak but i'm a technique freak in like the street styles like mm-hmm. in popping or animation or crumb so i i do love the feeling part of the dance but what is most interesting for me is always the technique behind all the steps and all the dance styles that i'm doing and yeah i always had like a natural control in my muscles and then when i discovered it i tried to train it even more started to train it even more and um i started to discover new exercises how to get my control better so that's then i discovered like the whole animation and robot and uh that I can be really good at those styles because of the control, yeah. But that's like that's my specialty. So if people ask me what is your like main dance style, I actually would say I don't even have a main dance style. Mm-hmm. I, I just have my specialty is control. Yeah. Well, that makes sense yeah. though, and then it allows you to kind of explore. Mm-hmm. The animation, the crumping, the popping, Mm -hmm. or anything else like that. Yeah, and then a lot of people think that I am technically trained because I feel like control is kind of like a basic for every dance style. Even if it's like free, there's still some kind of control to it. So even in ballet, like I'm able to get into like the positions, even if I don't have, I don't have the splits, I don't have the extensions exactly, but... um, because I'm not like lanky and stuff, I'm able to get into the ballet posture better. Uh, so that's why people would think that I'm technically trained. But yeah, well, yeah, and you, you probably have a, a very good under most dancers do, mm-hmm. but um, you probably have a natural understanding of your body and how mm-hmm. it moves and things like mm-hmm. that. And that's great mm-hmm. because you start out like ahead of the game mm-hmm. right off the bat, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, when did your? I think it was 2010. You met Philip Shabib, but mm-hmm. did you know that this was going to be this complete? game changer for your entire life and career? No, I did not know at all. Uh, actually, the very, very first time I think I met him, 2009, in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Street Dance Camp. It's an event in the Czech Republic, and he was teaching class out there at a camp. He was teaching a couple classes. 
But I took his first class, and after his first class, I was like, okay, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I, this style is just too hard for me. I was so hurt from his styles. From He's his got dancing. a lot of floor work, too, that yes. people, oh like, he explores levels that I think are really yes. amazing. Yeah, one time he taught a class there only on the floor. And people are dying in that class. I know, it seems great because you're yeah. like, I'll be on the floor, this uh-huh. will be relaxing. Nope. No, no. Wait, you guys. Yeah, so that was the first time I met him. I uh, I did his choreography class. And then the second time I met him was two months later at another event in the Czech Republic. It was called Hip Hop Meeting. And at this event, I was teaching and showcasing as well. So he saw my choreography and he saw me perform. He saw me battle at the Street Dance Camp event. Mm-hmm. And then I was coming to America uh, another like two months later so I told him I was like hey I'm coming to America uh, are you teaching there or something like that he was like no but maybe we'll see each other there maybe mm-hmm. so I went to America uh, to Los Angeles that was <clears throat> October 2009 or 2010 and uh, I was there I was here for five weeks just for training in the studios and stuff and then uh, my dance teacher came as well, mm-hmm. and he met up with Philip. And then when he came back, he's like, "Hey, Philip wants to work with you and talk to you." And uh, I was like, "Oh, interesting." And uh, my dance teacher was like, "He he's gonna call you to the hotel because I didn't have a phone. Right, you didn't have a cell okay? phone with you. <laughs> I didn't have a cell. I was in America. I was just dancing. I didn't need a cell phone. I didn't need social media. So all I was doing was dancing. Right. So I didn't have a phone. Yeah. So he. It, so my teacher was like, "Yeah, Philip is gonna call you to the hotel." I was like, "Oh." So uh, I remember I was I was here with my friends. So we took turns by sitting by the phone, waiting for the phone. <laughs> when call. is Philip gonna call? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I cannot miss this call, right? <laughs> so we took turns. So I would go take dance classes. My friend would be waiting by the phone, and then she would take go take dance classes, and I would be waiting by the phone. So then it was like four days before I was leaving America and Philip still wasn't calling so I was like oh so maybe like he forgot or something <laughs> so then four <laughs> days of waiting by the phone <laughs> three days before I left he called to the hotel Finally. were you there yes I was Thank there goodness. I was like oh hello <laughs> I, I just oh, walked in pretending <laughs> like I wasn't sitting by the phone yeah, for, for days four days uh-huh. <laughs> and um, so he called and he's like, yeah, I want to do a dance video with you. So we met up, we made up the choreography in two days. And the last day when I was actually leaving, we were shooting and we were shooting the dance video all night until like six in the morning. And then my flight was there, but it wasn't until night. So he mm-hmm. dropped me off back at the hotel. I took like a two hour nap. Um, I packed and we said bye and everything. We were like, oh, this video was good. Okay, bye-bye. It was good, blah, blah, blah. That was it, right? So uh, I packed and me and my friend were like, oh, we still have a couple hours before our flight. So we are just going to go walk around in the Beverly Hills Center. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, so we are walking around in the Beverly Hills Center. And suddenly I see Philip and Moon like doing some pickup shots for the video <laughs> randomly in the mall. That's so weird at like, the Beverly Center. Yeah, like we 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 were not even we were not shooting anywhere close to that. Nothing. It was just extremely random. And I was like, 
Whoa, what are you guys doing here? And we, and they're like, oh, you're still some doing some pickup shots for the video. And Philip was like, by the way, I forgot to ask you if you want to move to America and join IME crew. I was like, wait, he forgot to he, ask he you? He just forgot to ask me. <laughs> by the way, by the just way, drop this like, bomb yeah. before you get on the plane. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like I said, yes, right away, mm-hmm. straight off the bat. And then he was like, okay, yeah, just stay in contact. Um, and um, on Facebook, because I didn't even have his number, just saying contact on Facebook, just text me. I was like, okay. So we left, yeah. We, I left the country, I left America. And later, Philip told me, like, yeah, if I didn't meet you at the mall, I would never ask you. <gasps> yeah, I would never ask you to join the crew. And so I was that like, weird, yeah. random, mm-hmm. like, moment mm-hmm. is what changed it all. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. So every time I go to the Beverly Hills Center, there's like the store with jewelry. It's where I met Moon and Philip again. I was like, okay, this is the place. You're like, this is my lucky spot. Yeah, like, what else place. can happen here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was so random, so crazy. And uh, yeah, I lived back to the Czech Republic for two months trying to like get a visa. I did not get the visa. I went back to America without visa. I was like, did I'm just, just going. You just went. I just went. All right, and, went. and let's just talk because. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand this. It's it's not that easy just to like mm-hmm. come to the United States. Yeah. Uh, it's probably even harder now in 2017 without mm-hmm. getting political. Yeah. Um, but uh, to try and work here uh, often takes months and months and months. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. came without a visa. Yeah. And how long did you stay here? So I came without a visa. Uh, my flight ticket was back in one month. Um, I didn't take the flight, of course, because I stayed in Houston with the crew practicing. So, and I, why were the, the crew in Houston versus Los Angeles at the time? Uh, the whole crew is from Houston. Okay, yeah. So they all grew up there, or they are from there. Okay, yeah. but Philip was living in LA and then decided to go back to Houston. To do no, he's from Houston as well. But I, he was living in LA when you went and worked with him. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, then sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was living in LA with Moon at the time already. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So yeah, um, I I, I uh, stayed in Houston. We were practicing for three months. Uh, so those three months is the maximum time I could stay in America. Yep. And then we made it on ABDC, but ABDC said that they cannot get me visa, so they need to replace me. So actually, right. the- and this was America's Best Dance Crew season six. Six, yes. Okay. So actually, my crew. <laughs> Already found a backup for me, and uh, that's too he, soon. <laughs> he knows about it. It was Ai Hasegawa. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. She's amazing. So she was supposed to replace me in IME crew, and then a couple of days later, Philip was like, "You know what? I will just tell them that if you cannot go on the show, the whole IME crew is not going on the show." So he just did that. I was like, "Are you sure? Because they can cut you guys." And he's like, "Yeah, I will tell them that." So Philip told them that, and one day later, they were like, "Yeah, we will get her visa." Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Yes. <laughs> See? Well, and, and you know, there, yeah. there's a couple lessons in all of that, mm-hmm. too. And just to kind of throw this out. First of all, mm-hmm. it shows the integrity of Philip mm-hmm. um, in wanting to keep the original group intact. Because mm-hmm. that is risking a very big opportunity mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but it also shows you the side mm-hmm. of production when it comes to uh, t- making TV. And that usually things are possible. But you have to play a little hardball. Exactly. And he did. He played. He, yes. he gambled correctly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So I got an artistic visa for the show. Of course, right after the show, I had to get a lawyer and get a work visa. And it yes. t- took about six months. And then, It's hard. Yeah. I had about... 
three work visas before I was even able to get a green card. I had to wait for the green card for about a year. So it's like a really long process, really annoying process, a lot of money, a lot of time. Like yes. it's it's. And are really you still crazy. here on a green card, or yes. are you okay? And yes. are you going to try and become a citizen of the United States? I or? can become citizen in about four years. Okay. Yeah. Is that something? Can you do um, dual citizenship? Too? That's what I want to do. Yeah, because that would be great. Yeah, I don't think I want to be full American. Also, because I am traveling a lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of countries require a visa for American citizens, but they don't require a visa for Czech citizens. That's so. right. So yeah, and it's nice yeah. to also, I think, still keep a part of you know who you exactly. are. And yeah, I understand yeah. that. I don't That's want to I lose like, it. Yeah. I understand mm-hmm. that. I would, I would do duels myself. That's yeah. amazing. Let's talk about that America's Best Dance Crew experience because this season was interesting because each week they're like you have Katy Perry you've got Missy mm-hmm. Elliott or whoever it mm-hmm. was was that a challenge as a group to be like especially if it's music that you're just not usually dancing to mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely a challenge but I feel like we we were really prepared for the show because the whole three months basically what we did was we were practicing every day about 12 hours every day wow. and we basically were making up material and then we were recording everything. So by the time we got on the show, we pretty much had everything. And then and then when they gave us the song, uh, Philip and Moon, they were just like, okay, we are just going to put this here, this here, this here, this here, this here. And the choreography was done. And then we just needed to practice it. Oh, so, so the framework was done. The framework was yeah. all done. Yeah. So all the choreography... Well, our choreography is pretty much just like the connecting sets and then in between, you know, like four steps and then connecting set again or like trick or something like that. So we had all of that done. So it was really, it wasn't easy, but we were not making up any choreography on the show anymore because everything was done. You know, and that's probably one of the winning strategies, Mm -hmm. honestly, because I know a lot of people, um, and I I heard a lot of this from Mm -hmm. World of Dance season one, people were changing things Mm -hmm. and stressing Mm -hmm. out, and and sometimes they were like, I I didn't dance like myself because Mm -hmm. I was constantly changing Mm -hmm. choreography because of the show, but you guys kind of had it in your body, Mm -hmm. muscle memory thing going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, and I feel like that was a really good strategy because we didn't have to go off of feeling of the song, we were just like going off of the material that we have, and we put the material on the song, we made the music quality of it and that was it yeah so I love that yeah so that, that was a really I think that was the reason why also we won because you really don't have time to make up material on the show like it, even even with the all the material we had we still like had nights when we just uh, stayed up all night and we just didn't sleep like uh, it was we, tough when like straight from rehearsal take a shower and go on stage Ugh, and yeah it was exhausting. really crazy now I was reading up on this and this I thought was really interesting Th- this was not a live finale and they made you guys this let's talk about reality TV alright and I <laughs> they made you guys tape you winning mm-hmm. and tape you guys losing, losing. Mm-hmm. and then you did not find out if you won or lost until the MTV, mm-hmm. was it Music Awards? Yeah. Yes. Yes, and not the Movie Awards. awards. Music Awards. So the VMAs. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind in a weird way, it's anticlimactic, but then at the same time, it's exciting because then you do find out you won. What was that like? Because that's a little bit of acting. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting because first, yeah, we had to act up like how we win and how we lose, and then the show was over and we just went home. And we were just like, oh, so we don't know what happened. (laughs) Everybody was asking us and we were like, yeah, we don't know. And it wasn't until one week later when we we met up all in one house and we were watching the tv and basically from the tv we found out if we won 
I wonder yeah. why they did it that way. Yeah. Did they ever give you an explanation of why they just didn't do a live finale? Or uh, I think it was because they just wanted to make it part of the VMAs because yeah. more people would watch it that way. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah, that was the first time they did it like that. Yeah. And we didn't even know until, until like the day of the shoot. We didn't know that this is going to happen. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. It's just, it's so interesting because, you know, it, the, the producer's job is to produce a good television show at the same uh-huh. time, but they oftentimes don't let talent uh-huh. know about things uh-huh. until the last minute. So you're uh-huh. like, how do I process all of this? Because uh-huh. it's like, yeah. it would be fun to have the big finale yeah. with confetti and all that yeah. other good stuff. But so, but there was, okay, this is a little behind the scene. I love uh, this. this is nobody knows. Um, exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. <laughs> I'm going to tell on ABDC. I'm going to tell on you guys right <laughs> now. It. We kind of knew that we won because Iconic Boys flag fell down accidentally oh. and they didn't put it back up. But for them to, for Iconic Boys to win, they would need to put the flag back up to get the shot. But they didn't. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so they would have had them redo the number Mm -hmm. and make sure the flag Mm -hmm. was up. Yeah, Yeah, because you want to have a perfect, clean number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like they already knew. So there was like this little mistake that happened, and they didn't realize that they need to put the flag back up for... To make it believable that we don't know who won or lost, yeah. So that that's what what happened there. Interesting. So you're like, hmm. yeah, you're like, yeah. I think we won. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's so funny how like sometimes little clues are mm-hmm. given, and you're like, you mm-hmm. didn't even know you gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much did that change everything for IME? I mean, obviously, when you get off the show and you win, did you guys mm-hmm. notice like? People were calling you guys more to perform and teach classes. So 100% like the next three years, we had jobs like every weekend. So what we did is the whole IME crew, we moved into one house. So we had an IME house, which was really amazing. It was like one of the best years of my life. It was was so much fun. Um, And uh, yeah, we were traveling a lot, like teaching, performing, doing a lot of high school, college shows. We were doing a lot of fashion shows, TV shows, uh, teaching tours, overseas tours in Australia and Philippines. So, like, we were doing a lot of stuff for the next two or three years. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it it definitely changed a lot. And it also, because of the win, I was able to get the work visa. Because I think if we didn't win, then I would have to go back to the Czech Republic. Yeah. It's amazing how things yeah, like fall right? in line. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. When did the idea sort of spark in you that you wanted to audition for So You Think? Uh, it kind of, the idea kind of came from Philip and Emilio because mm-hmm. Philip was on season, I don't even know which one, five? five? Okay, five. <laughs> and then Emilio was on season Originally 10, 10 but 10. then 11. Then he 11, went, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah so his nose. The gone. nose. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. someone kicked his nose. <laughs> yeah. So it was the boys who told me like, yeah, you should try it. Like, I think we, you, should, you would do really good. And it's something like how you can like show yourself individually besides the crew and stuff. So that's why I uh, I auditioned uh, season 11. And I know that like everybody was sad I didn't make it on season 11 and stuff, but I think it was just meant to be because season 12 was the street versus stage. And I think that was just so much better for me. You were able to really shine yeah. on that season. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, people were really rooting for you. You yeah, know, that was, you. that was the good thing. You know, I think that... Um, 
just seeing you because you were making you made it so far, and then just to that you know when they were like it, not this season, yeah. you're like no, yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating even yeah. for viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you heard stage versus street, were you like? Yeah, this is it. I'm I was like, totally yeah, auditioning. Yeah. I'm getting on the show. Yeah, I actually was thinking of not auditioning, and mm. then when they said that it's stage versus street, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna audition. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm a sure bet for yeah. this. In your head, you kind of have to think that mm. because they obviously liked you for season eleven, and you know those crazy last minute decisions mm. of who they who they pick for the top twenty. But um, what was the audition process like? I always like to ask people this because I think. It is a lot more difficult. It's probably the most difficult week, especially once you guys get to mm-hmm. Vegas week or Hollywood week, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. wherever you guys are. Mm-hmm. But uh, people are like, it's mm-hmm. not easy to get on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first you have the, the actual audition, which is like two days, which you do. You have first audition where you do about 10 second dancing only to their music and they say like yes or no. Then you have second audition when you do about 20 seconds of your dancing, they say yes or no. And then you go on the stage. That's when you do your main solo audition. Then they either send you to the choreography or you make it to the Vegas week or the Hollywood week or whatever. And you got sent right through, which yeah, is I got great. Sent right through, yes. <laughs> and then in the Vegas week, I was doing still Vegas week. Was it? Yeah, it was in Vegas. Uh, that one is insane because I feel like their main thing is like not to let you sleep at all. <laughs> yeah, I would agree as an yeah, audience yeah. member. So, <laughs> so they can like get you really emotional and they can you know, create a drama, <laughs> the TV reality and like the group dance, like stay yeah. all night. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my, that's that one is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they just want to see like if you are able to handle the pressure because if you are able to handle the pressure in Vegas, then you will be able to handle the show. But the show really is more. It, it, of course, it's about dancing, but more than just about dancing, it's about who can really handle it, you know, because it's every day, really, you wake up around 5, 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. you start <laughs> rehearsals at 7, 7.30, and you go until, like, 9, 10 p.m., and that's like that every day, every day, every day, every day. Yeah. How do you keep yourself going through that? Because there are days in the studio where you're like, I'm not going to love mm-hmm. this dance piece this mm-hmm. week, this is a hard one, I don't feel comfortable with this. How do you keep yourself, like motivated because you're tired your mm-hmm. body hurts mm-hmm. I think um, I when when I'm under pressure I work better under the pressure mm-hmm. so I'm able to uh, like switch on a mode where I'm just like okay now it's time to work and I'm gonna do the best I can uh, until this is done and I think Chris Scott helped me uh, a lot during the season two because he t- always told me no matter what number you get, you always have to love it. Like, no matter if you do or you don't, just love it. Love every step, love the song, love the costume, love everything about it. And that's kind of what I did. I was like, no matter what was it, I I really loved every piece. And uh, uh, I feel like that also shows on the stage too, mm-hmm. you know, if you... If you like the piece or you don't like the piece, it shows on your dancing, on your facials, you know, on your work ethic and everything. Uh, so, yeah, I have to say, like, after one month, I kind of switch on autopilot. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I was on autopilot the, the rest of the show for the, the for the two months, but I was still, like, going, 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 and there was nothing else. Just, You're in the zone. Yeah, I was just in the zone, yeah. Um, I loved the piece that Tassandra Chavez 
choreographed yes. on you and Alex Wong, and uh, I think we have a photo of it somewhere. So, mm-hmm. but um, it is really an incredible piece. That mm-hmm. was about the, the woman that has Alzheimer's. But mm-hmm. I, for me, that was like such a game changer too. Of like, look at all of the mm-hmm. other like colors that you can show as mm-hmm. a dancer because we know like mm-hmm. you're gonna give us anything street, we're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. But being able to see the stage side was incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I really love the piece as well, and uh, and uh, I have to give big shout out and big props to Tessandra Chavez because she is an awesome person, awesome choreographer. I loved working with her so much because she had so much support towards me, and uh, and uh, she. I feel like when she was setting the piece, it wasn't just like oh here you have a contemporary piece. It was like she was con- she was choreographing contemporary on my style. Mm-hmm. So she really took the time and and uh, like saw what I can do and what I cannot do. What is my strength? And then she put the strength into the contemporary. So I feel like it wasn't just like oh, here's the piece and that's it. It was like her choreographing on me. So yeah, there was, I remember like we, I actually learned almost the whole piece in the first rehearsal and then rest of the time we were just like changing and adjusting things on what looks better, what looks good, stuff like that. So it wasn't like her like trying to, you know, make me do moves that really don't look good on me. Yeah, Yeah. and and, you know, it's hard not to get intimidated when Mm -hmm. like Alex Wong walks into the studio. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like one of the best dancers, but (laughs) I felt like you guys were evenly matched, like Mm -hmm. it was emotional and I think Mm -hmm. that having that connection Mm -hmm. really, really worked in the piece. Yeah, I have to say I had a really great chemistry with Alex Wong Mm -hmm. because we both were like such hard workers. We Mm -hmm. were just like, okay, from the beginning of the rehearsal until the end, we were just like going cleaning like doing over and over and he was even helping me to like um with stretching like explain me like how to stretch and how to no one does it better than yeah exactly you know <laughs> so even one time jeff uh the main producer he walked jeff thacker he walked into the uh he walked into the rehearsal room and he told me like oh i see you yeah yeah you've been stretching right and i was like that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad you're noticing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is fantastic. That makes me laugh. Um, what do you think? What's the most memorable um, part of So You Think for yourself? Um, on the show wise, because I know the tour is like kind of separate. But mm-hmm. um, was there a moment that you're just like, I will never forget that part of the show? On the show, most memorable thing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I think it was just. Like, in general, like, working with the different choreographers mm-hmm. and, you know, just, like, finding out how everybody works differently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think most memorable thing was Tessandra Chavez piece and then Chris Scott piece with uh, that I did with Jim, mm-hmm. uh, No Woman, No Cry. That <sighs> was also amazing, yeah. I love that piece. Yes, yes. Uh, I love that piece and I love the intention behind it and... Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was also fun because me and Jim got to perform that piece at the gala that was going Dizzy on Feet during gala. Yeah, that's Dizzy right, gala that was going on during the show. Uh, so yeah, that was very special to be actually able to perform this piece there. 
Yeah, and, and the Dizzy Feet Gala, they didn't have one this year, but they have had them most years, and mm. you're performing alongside. I mean, they bring in huge stars from the ballet world, mm. contemporary world, mm. so you're performing alongside them. That's really mm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that piece, too, and I always, there's one thing I appreciate Chris Scott is that he will take an unusual piece of music that you wouldn't expect exactly, and then yeah. puts together this yeah. beautiful movement, mm. and you're like, holy cow, yeah. and it, then you're like, I'm emotional yeah. over this. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, um, I did see you guys on tour mm. and you guys had that crazy like you did like what like 70, 70 city? cities yeah. um, and I remember I was interviewing some of the season 10 and they're like we're so jealous they were <laughs> so upset that you guys had the extra long tour but I know for you guys it's tough being on the road like it's good and yeah. then at a certain point you're like I'm ready for the tour to be over yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to be home I saw you guys there we are um, in Columbus <laughs> Dance Network happened to be in Columbus covering the Ohio Star mm-hmm. Ball, and we kind of crashed the tour. <laughs> I actually remember it. I remember it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> and I think we, we interviewed you, we interviewed Gabby, and I think Marissa. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of just a fun memory. What is your fun, like, best memory of tour? Best memory of tour... Let's see. I'm sure there is a lot. It was such a long tour for four months. It was really long. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there there was a lot, a lot of fun uh, memories. But yeah, it was just you know what. Um, even more than about the dancing, it was the costume change changes in the back. Okay, <laughs> you guys so have a lot. I had seventeen costume changes, and uh, yeah, it was okay. So this was fun when like. Fun. Well, now it's now it's funny when I look back at it. But sometimes the theaters were so small that we had like no room to change or anything. So we were just like right next to the stage changing. So we were like trying for the people not to see us. But then we had like the wardrobe ladies trying to change us real quick because sometimes I remember one of my costume changes was fifteen seconds. That's so nothing. I was, I was like. Yeah, I mean, there's body parts flying yeah, and everything because yeah, you're just you're yeah, just trying yeah, to get on yeah. back on stage. Yeah, and there's always like that sleeve will get caught uh-huh, or your your exactly, foot gets caught yeah. in the pant legs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was more like for me, it was more a costume change show than a dancing show because I feel like the costume changes took more time than even the dancing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the way they arrange it. If you guys have been to the So You Think tour, and you should, because it's I just saw the recent one at the Dolby. It's like the, they do transitions, mm-hmm. so they morph kind of like two dances into mm-hmm. each other, and then someone will come out with mm-hmm. a solo. So you guys are just constantly in motion yes. with, yeah. with that. There are two acts too, so you get like what a fifteen minute breather yes. if at, at most. Yeah. <laughs> Um, something I would really love to ask you about, and I think that this is kind of important, like being a woman in the whole like animation, pop, you know, crumping world, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more representation these days than mm-hmm. there were even, say, two, three years ago. But, you know, has it been hard? Are there challenges? What are those challenges? Uh, yes, actually, it's been really hard, especially in the crump world, uh, because here in Los Angeles, it's only about three girls that crumb Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I'm the one that's like most active so yeah it's when I come to the session or battles it's only guys so it does get really intimidating so I have to be more more confident about myself more pushy just even to jump into the session Mm -hmm. because you know the guys they don't care they I was gonna say are they encouraging or are they just kind of like yeah yes here Uh, (laughs) it depends on some, the person, yeah, some are encouraging, some are just like, "Oh no, it's our time to dance, like it's not your time to dance, yeah, 
So yeah, but in a actually, I am trying to push the female community more out here in LA because in Europe the female crumb community is really huge. Interesting. It's really, really huge. Why do you think it's not as huge here? So I think, and this is just my opinion, I totally think fine. that here in America, there is a lot of work opportunities for artists, music videos, commercials, movies, and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So the scene, the dance scene here in America, of course, there are some amazing specialties um, in, in each style, but it's more about choreography because choreography is what gets the jobs out here yeah. in America. In Europe, there is no such opportunities. There is some artists and supply, but it's not huge, and right. and uh, the pay is not big. So, it's not like it's not like oh, I can make a dance career out of dancing for artists or music videos or commercials or movies in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. So, uh, the way you get to work as a dancer in Europe is that either either you win battles like big battles mm-hmm. or you win big choreography competitions and then you become a choreographer out there but it's more about the battle scene and freestyle scene out there in um in Europe that's how you really get work so you really have to study and master your craft and so you really have to master popping or master crump or master locking and then go win the battles and then you get to teach and start to travel and those opportunities that exactly. open up interesting yes. and you know it's been kind of uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the dance community even just about classes and how we treat classes mm-hmm. here and i'm sure you've seen some of the um mm-hmm. the, the online conversation i really want to say it's conversation because i don't think that either side mm-hmm. um is wrong and i just think mm-hmm. we all have to meet in the middle and the conversation is about are we just taping classes for social media mm-hmm. or should we be also using a classroom or a you know, the studio itself mm-hmm. to be a place that's sacred and you learn to get mm-hmm. better and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think here in the U.S. we have to find the a place for both. Medium, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've seen the debates about this and I think uh, there is no wrong or right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think since we are taping a lot of the classes right now and it it's becoming like a full out video for social media or stuff like that, I feel like it would be a great idea to have classes which are performing classes where we can tape and then there are learning classes where people just learn yeah so i think that would be a great separation and then in the performing class yes it would be about learning the choreography and having the video at the end and that's even how people can learn more how to perform not only how to catch the choreography and then in the learning classes it would be really just people going to learn the dance or dance style or the technique and there is like no camera allowed so maybe if there was some kind of a separation like that it would help this confusion on like oh should we tape the classes is it good you know because yeah a lot of times i think the choreographers are just trying to get through the choreography in the first 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and then the last 45 minutes they care about the angle and the shoot and it kind of loses the the like oh i'm going to learn you know yeah am i getting better and things like that Mm so yeah yeah, and i think it's a really it's a it's a huge discussion we could probably Mm -hmm. spend an entire hour on it Mm -hmm. honestly because i think i was someone that like i love to learn i was Mm -hmm. that but i would have benefited i think as a dancer to Mm -hmm. take some of those performance classes Mm because i think it would have made me a better Mm -hmm. performer however you know if you're only taking one type of class Mm -hmm. 
you know, what's happening to that other side of you as an artist, whether mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you're just taking a learning class or mm-hmm. whether you're taking the performing class. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we, mm-hmm. we have to find that balance. And yeah. I think I'm, you know, and I'm glad people were getting angry. And I was like, you know what, this is the dialogue is great. And mm-hmm. we just need to sit there and keep mm-hmm. the dialogue going and finding out where that middle mm-hmm. ground is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there's just like a natural evolution of everything, you know, so mm-hmm. natural evolution of dance. Yes, it's going to happen because we have more social media and uh, technology. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like with that, we just need to find like what, you know, what the evolution needs to it, you know, so we don't lose the the learning uh, subjects. We don't we still have the performing subjects. So I feel like it's just like happy medium needs to uh, needs to be created there. And I feel like it will one day uh, with the time with the evolution you know uh, but right now yeah the debates needs to happen because we don't want dance to be just about the videos on the social yep. media yeah. and yeah and and there's it there's learning we just yeah. have to find how, how do we put these yeah. two together mm-hmm. and i think we'll, yeah. we will figure it out but i'm like i'm glad it's all out in the open now yes, instead of yeah. like there's this and this yes, and, you know yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. out there yeah. um i know you do a lot with the world of dance tour and i just mm-hmm. want to throw this out to people we're not talking about NBC's World of Dance right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the World of Dance tour. Yeah. You're one of their headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long have you been working with them? Because I love going to these events. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest. Like, I went to my very first one in 2016, mm-hmm. I'll admit it. Um, and I was like, holy cow, this is mm-hmm. so much fun to mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been uh, working with them <clears throat> on and off before. Sometimes they would invite me to perform at their events. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would be inviting like random dancers. But this year in 2017, they actually put together an all-star team. And they have a team of dancers that they're inviting constantly to the shows this season. So I was one of them. So I was actually, I had the opportunity to be at each word of dance um event like mm-hmm. if i if i couldn't come it would be okay but anytime i could like i would go there and i would perform and yes i love i love the platform as well i think it's a really amazing platform for dancers and it's different because it's not it's about the groups which is the competition but mm-hmm. then it's about the solos as well so people the soloists can really show their uniqueness and it gives more opportunity uh for you know dancers that want to go solo for them to see like oh i can really do it i can really go solo out there you know and um yeah i i love sometimes i love to just freestyle sometimes i love to get really creative Mm -hmm. and uh um yeah it's it's a really amazing platform because so many people watches it even like people that don't dance and uh a lot of times uh when we are at the event the uh, Ricky Cole, he asked people like, who, who is the first time uh, at World of Dance event? And a lot of people put their hand up yeah. that it's their first <clears throat> time. So a lot of people are watching for the first time, which is really great. We are just spreading the dance more and more. Yeah, and Ricky yeah. Cole is their MC. He's great, yeah. too, at mm-hmm. what he does. And I think that, I think the world, uh, world of dance has opened up more just because of the TV show, I think, exposed mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to more of it. I have to ask, would you ever do it? Would you ever do the show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Season two, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of giggling and blushing going on there. <laughs> we'll All right, we'll see. I know because I heard that there's a lot of great dancers. Mm-hmm. The talent pool is even bigger this season. So I love that. I'm getting a lot of giggle answers from everyone. I've been asking people point blank. I'm like, would you do it? And everyone's laughing at me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
That's good. I'll be checking and see what you're doing in January and February. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I, I, one final question because uh, we, we have three minutes left. Oh, nice. I told wow. you it goes That's fast. Crazy. I promise you. Really I was like, fast. I always scare people. I'm like, it's an hour. And I'm like, I promise you it's not that bad. Um, I would love to know, like, what are your, like, kind of big lofty goals in in dance um, because I, I think that you're someone that's really creative I think that you're representing mm-hmm. females so well mm-hmm. in, in your sector of dance mm-hmm. because it's you know the more the better and I love mm-hmm. that you're like wanting to like kind of organize the, mm-hmm. the ladies out here in uh, <laughs> Los Angeles yeah so I think um, I always was the kind of person who was, was in the underground and in the industry as well so I'm trying to put together more the industry and the underground together mm-hmm. and um and uh, I uh, would love to do more creative work as well, where um, I get to create on other dancers. Mm-hmm. So I would be kind of, I would love to be on the other side than the dance side. And then, of course, I love, I love training. So I just want to get better and better and push my limits and see where my body can go. Um, I love the crump scene, like uh, the popping scene, and uh, so I, I think I will never stop just battling people because that's, that's just good. what I enjoy uh, so much and uh, just putting it out there I would love to work with Eminem <laughs> that's right we, we started the show with Eminem so yes. <laughs> Eminem we are waiting for you to work uh, with some dancers like this one <laughs> just throw it out there why not <laughs> alright well I want to thank you so much for coming thank in you. it was such an honor to have you here uh, just let everyone know where they can find you on social media oh my social media Instagram YouTube Facebook is at yeah I love that. So easy. All right, you guys, we will be back for one final show of 2017, and it is a reunion uh, with Suri Serrano and Jake Dupree, and we are going to do Dance Hot Topics. We're going to be talking a little bit about that whole class idea and some other things, some of your favorite commercial dance shows and where we think they should all head in 2018. Be sure to check out dancenetwork.tv for the latest and greatest dance news, and we want to thank Popcorn Talk for hosting us here today. See you all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the host alone, not necessarily reflect views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its own expenses.